with me this morning, if you would, to Philippians 4. Great to be back last Sunday. I actually had the awesome privilege of being in Arkansas, and I took my parents to church, and I'm in the midst of a worship service, kind of old-time country worship service, so you got to think Hills of Arkansas, a little different than what we experience here. But as I was sitting there in the sanctuary, I had my dad to my left, my mom to my right, and I thought, wow, this is sweet. This is really good to be able to uh, share that with them. So uh, it was great to be there, but it's great to be back with you this morning. Today we are concluding the Calm series as we look one more time to this passage of Scripture in Philippians 4. And in this series, what we've been discovering is how to win over worry and how to process life in such of a way that anxiety, any of you deal with anxiety, a little worry, probably all do, that anxiety doesn't have to rob us of life. You know, the reality is this, friends, we are frail human beings and we live in a broken world. Can we all agree on that? We are frail human beings and we live in a broken world. And because of this, this is what I know, we're gonna have trouble. What I know is we're gonna have to navigate through situations that have the potential of generating anxiety, but the anxiety doesn't have to create sleepless nights for us. Anxiety doesn't have to tie us up in knots so that we are like full of worry. Matter of fact, as I've said in weeks prior, the presence of anxiety is unavoidable, but the prison of anxiety is optional. Presence of anxiety is unavoidable. Again, we're frail individuals. We live in a broken world, but you don't have to live in the prison of anxiety. You know, we can find calm in the chaos of our world. We can, we can choose to navigate life in such a way to discover peace in the midst of the challenges and the adversities. And I believe that God gives us a prescription for that here in Philippians 4. But here's the deal. You have to take responsibility to put the prescription to work, right? Like if you were to go to your doctor because you have a point of physical need and they were to write you out a prescription, you go to the drugstore, you get the prescription filled, and you bring the medication home, you set it on the counter, and you never take it, how many of you know it's not going to do you any good? Are you with me? So God gives us a prescription here for how we can deal with worry, how we can win over worry, but we have to take responsibility to embrace, uh, to put to work that of his direction for us. And as we do, listen, it doesn't mean that it's going to solve every problem, but what it will do is it will give you a different perspective of the situation. It will give you peace in the midst of the reality of whatever, whatever you might be processing through. There's a fictional story of a, of a man who was constantly worried Worrying, he was worried about his family, he was worried about his work, he was worried about his career path, he was worried about the state of the nation. He was like consumed and paralyzed with worrying. So, so he had this idea, he decided that he would hire someone to do his worrying for him. So he found a man who agreed to be his hired worrier for a salary, get this, of $200,000 per year. After the man accepted the job, his first question to his boss was, where are you going to get $200,000 per year? To which the man responded, that's your worry. (laughs) How many of you know, we we can't hire people to do our worrying, right? We wish it was that easy. That won't work. So what's the better solution? I believe here's the better solution. It's to take the prescription 
that the God who made us, the God who knows how we function, he knows how we're wired, he gave us this prescription as to how we can win over worry. And as we're going to discover today, one of the greatest weapons against anxiety is our ability to choose one thought over another. Tell your neighbor you can think about what you think about. You can choose, right? You can choose to think about what you think about. You can allow your mind to dwell on the negative, the what ifs, or the bad that could happen and be wrecked by anxiety, or, or you could choose to think about the positive and feed your mind the right information and confront anxiety and in that find peace. You know, the worry battle and the anxiety battle happens right here, right? Where does it happen? It happens in your mind. It happens in my mind. So to confront the anxiety and the worry, what do we have to do? We have to change our thinking habits. And one of the reasons that you have worry that's wearing you out is you've got stinking thinking, right? <laughs> and so what do we have to do? If we're going to win over worry, and this is what the scripture talks about. We're going to look to this this morning. It's, it's all about our thinking process. You know, there's an interesting study that was done by a group of professionals in the therapy field, and this is the title of the study. You could check it out if you'd like. It's called the Anxiety Disorder Treatment Needs Research Project. And in this study, they worked with 518 individuals who suffered from anxiety, and this is what they found out. 28% had panic attacks. 23% had panic anxiety disorder, and the rest had a variety of anxiety problems. 82% of this group had been on medication with or, or without therapy, and only 3% had received no treatment. But what's interesting in this study, and this is what I want to get to, what's interesting in this study is that out of all of the attempted professional treatments, so now we're talking about trained professionals, out of all of the pro pro professional treatments, those that were considered to be the most effective in relieving anxiety symptoms in the long run, get this, were meditation and cognitive behavioral therapy. In other words, helping people with their thinking process. Study went on to say that, that every anxiety sufferer must learn new ways of thinking and develop methods for changing their former thought patterns. And the reasons are obvious, right? Anxiety always does this. It takes our thoughts captive. And worry is really, it's a battle in the mind. It's interesting, the most common word for worry in the New Testament, as we look to the Bible, the most common word means to divide the mind. So what does worry do? It divides the mind. And then it opens the way for the adversary to come and wreak havoc in our lives through anxiety and worry. And then we have sleepless nights, then we have panic attacks, then we have all of these things that happen as a result of our minds being divided. So what's the solution? What's the solution to our worry? Let's look back to Philippians chapter four, and I wanna read the whole passage again. We're only gonna focus on verse eight, but to get the feel for the whole of God's prescription. Philippians chapter four, beginning with verse four. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Notice verse 7. And the peace of God, 
which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then verse eight says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, what are we going to do? We're going to think about such things. We're going to put our mind to such things. Then verse 9 goes on to say, whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. And the God of peace will bring peace for you. So here we have what I believe is a way that we can find calm in the chaos, the chaos of our lives, the chaos of our world. And as we've worked through this uh, series, what we know today is the word calm is an acrostic. It's an acrostic and it gives us these four steps as to how we confront worry, how we confront anxiety. So what we want to do this morning, and we just kind of, kind of together, and for all of those watching online, we want to read through these four statements. When worry or anxiety comes knocking on the door of our lives, what are we going to do? Let's read these together. We're going to celebrate God's goodness. We're going to ask for God's help. We're going to leave your concerns with him, and we're going to meditate on good things. So when worry comes creeping in, what do we want to celebrate God's goodness? The scripture says, rejoice in the Lord always. In other words, lift up your eyes. Listen, don't get caught in your troubles. Dare to believe that God is good and that good things will happen. Believe that God was speaking to you when he said, in all things, I'm going to work for the good of those who love me, who love him. He's going to work for good in your life. But don't stop there. We also want to ask for God's help. Let your requests be made known to God to a God who cares, to a God who is near, to a God who is able. So we want to choose prayer over despair. And as you ask for God's help, you want to leave your concerns with him. Like don't pick them up and carry them forward. As we pray, we want to transfer the load, right? We want to transfer the burden to the one who's able. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, cast all your cares on him. Cast all your anxiety. And as we talked about a couple weeks ago, that word cast means to relocate. I'm shifting the load. I'm relocating it from my life. How many of you know, again, we're so limited. Can we agree on that? We're so restricted in our lives. Listen, there's so much that I can't do. There's so much that you can't do. But the good news is, is we have a God with whom all things possible, right? So what are we going to do? We're going to shift the load. We're going to cast. We're going to leave our concerns with him. Then we want to work on our thinking. We want to input the right information as we meditate on good things. You know, this word meditate means to focus one's thoughts on or to reflect on or to ponder over, or we might say to dwell on. We're going to dwell on the right things. So when a situation arises that could cause worry or generate anxiety, we want to choose to meditate on the good, not the bad. And to meditate on things that are life-giving instead of soul-draining. Listen, you cannot control the circumstances. We all agree on that, right? But you can always control what you think about the circumstances, the situation, what you might be navigating through. You know, you, you didn't select your birthplace. You didn't select your birth date. You didn't choose your parents or your siblings. 
If, if we could choose our siblings, we might have a few different ones, right? You know, you, you don't determine the weather. You don't determine how much salt is in the ocean. There's many things in life which you have no choice, but the greatest activity of life is well within your dominion, and here it is. You can choose what you think about. You get to direct what happens in your thinking process. So the first step in meditating on good things is this. Simply that think about what you think about. Don't allow anxious or worrisome thoughts to run rampant in your mind. You have to take control of your thinking process. And again, that is within your control. Listen, what's happening in the government today is outside of my control. I have a vote. I cast my vote. Hopefully you cast your vote prayerfully. But there's so many things happening in our government, in our world, in the climate that I have no control over. You have no control over. But what I can control is what I think about. What I can control is what I allow to roll around between my two ears, right? And you have that same power. You know, let's say, for example, that you're grilling in the backyard. How many of you like grilling out? One of my favorites. You're grilling in the backyard, and by accident, a fire started. Then when you see the fire, you realize you have a problem, right? Like fire is happening in the backyard, not in the grill, but in the backyard. I think we have a problem. Now, at that point, at that point, you could get some water and extinguish the fire, right? Or you could get some gasoline and explode the situation, right? It's a choice you make. I can extinguish or I can explode. I can make this go away or I can make this situation a lot worse. It's a choice you have and it's the same in your thinking process. In any and every situation, in any and every anxious-filled situation, worried-filled situation, you have a choice. Are you going to pour water or are you going to pour gasoline? Are you going to extinguish this or are you going to explode it? Again, it's all about the choice you make. It's all about your thinking process. So again, you need to think about Think about what you think about. Our most valuable weapon against anxiety weighs less than three pounds and it sits between our ears. And it's within our power to control what happens in our life. That's why the Apostle Paul encourages us here to think about the things that are true, things that are noble, the things that are righteous, pure, and lovely. And then in verse 9, he goes on to say, as we put that into practice, the God of peace will bring peace in our lives as we think about what we think about, as we're thinking about the right things. So don't allow, like, worry to run rampant in your mind. If that's happening, it's because you allowed it to happen. Listen, you can't blame your mate. You can't blame your parents. You can't blame the government. You can't blame Fox News, CNN, or whoever else. Listen, you control your thinking. So think about what you think about. King Solomon, in his wisdom, gives us this counsel. He says, be careful what you think about because your thoughts run your life. Be careful what you think about because your thoughts run your life. Your thoughts determine whether you're victorious over worry or whether you're worn out by worry. Max Lucado in one of his books gives us a a great mental picture. I I want you to listen to what he, he wrote. This quote is on the screens. 
Max says, you can, be the Afric, uh, you can be the air traffic controller of your mental airport. You occupy the control tower and you can direct the mental traffic of your world. Thought circle above coming and going. If one of them lands, it's because you allowed it to land. You gave it permission. If it leaves, it's because you directed it to do so. You can select your thinking process. So to win over worry and to discover calm in the chaos, the first thing we have to do is think about what we think about. Don't allow worry and anxiety just to run rampant to the place that it wears you out. Meditate. Think about what you think about. Here's the second point of action we need to take. It's this. Dwell on truth, what, not what could be or what could happen. The what ifs. In John 8, 32, Jesus said this, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. No truth, find freedom. See, freedom from worry and anxiety comes as we dwell or as we focus on truth. But often, often, this is what happens. We get caught up in the what ifs. What might happen, what, what could be. We, we get consumed with that. And then what happens is, like worry begins to stir within us. Anxiety overwhelms us because we're, we're playing out what might be rather than connecting ourselves to the truth that is. Here's how it plays out. You receive a call from the doctor's office and the message is simple and unwelcome. Here's the message. The doctors reviewed your test and would like for you to come in for a consultation. That's all that's on the recorder. And as quickly as you say, uh-oh, you have a choice, anxiety or truth. What are you going to feed your mind? Where are you going to go with this? The doctor's looked at your test. He wants you to come in for a consultation. If you begin to allow that to run wild in your mind, then this is how it plays out. First thought that comes into your mind is, I'm in trouble. There's problems in my family. There's always been problems in my family. Now it's my turn. This is going to happen to me. I have cancer. I have diabetes. My, my, my vision's been blurry. Am I losing my sight? Do I have a brain tumor? Oh my goodness. I'm going to die lonely and broke. Then we go to the internet and we could do our own research. Hadn't been to the doctor yet. And we begin to digging into what we could have, what we think might happen, how this might play out. And listen, if you were not sick, you'll be sick before you get to the doctor. Right? Come on, you, you know, don't just say amen for your neighbor, say amen for yourself. You know how this works. The what ifs, what could be, what could happen. Now, it's interesting, it's been said that 95% of what we worry about never happens. And the 5% that does happen, we have no control over anyway. What could be? The what ifs. Listen, there's a better way. When you get the call from the doctor, before you call your mom, before you call your spouse, before you call your neighbor, before you call your friend, call on God and invite him into the situation. Amen. Rather than being overwhelmed with what could be, anchor yourself to the truth. To the truth. Again, most of what we worry about, friends, never happens. So rather than being consumed with what ifs of life, stand confident in what God's word says. 
I mean, listen, listen to some of these God statements. Listen to some of these God promises. This is God truth for you. Psalm 46.1 says this, God is a rock and a refuge and ever-present help in times of trouble. Romans 8.28 says, and we know in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. Romans 8.37 says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Get that, more than conquerors, more than overcomers through Christ in us. Philippians 4.19 says, and my God will meet all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Hebrews 13.6 says, the Lord is my helper. I'll not be afraid. What can man do to me? Listen, friends, God is in you, he's with you, and he's for you. Say that again. Allow the reality of that truth to sink deep in your soul. God is in you. He's with you, and he's for you. So when situations arise that could stir anxiety, make a quality decision. Here's the quality decision that you're going to dwell on truth. Not what could be, not what might happen, but you're going to anchor yourself to truth. Hey, here's the third action that you need to take is capture every errant, anxiety-filled thought. What are you going to do? You're going to capture it. Listen to how the scripture reads in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. The Apostle Paul wrote these words. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets, its out, sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Notice, notice this next line. And we take captive every thought. We're taking it captive and we're making it obedient to Jesus Christ. So the Apostle Paul is directing us here to confront the thoughts that are generating the worry or anxiety and to hold them captive rather than allowing them to wear us out. So when anxious thoughts flood your mind, what you need to do is slap a handcuff on the culprit and march it before the one who has all authority, being Jesus Christ, and ask Jesus if the anxious negative thought that just wormed its way into your mind is from him. And Jesus, who speaks nothing but truth, is going to say, no, get away from here, Satan. Well, because it's not of him. So the directive here is what to capture. Rather than allowing the errant thought to run rampant and wreck your life and stir up all kinds of chaos in your life, what are you going to do? You're going to take it captive. And you're going to remove it. You're not going to allow it to root into your life. Again, feeding the anxiety and the worry. It was Martin Luther who gave us some great words of counsel. He says, you can't keep the birds from lying, flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. Isn't that great? In other words, the birds are going to fly, right? Worry is going to fly. Anxiety is going to fly. Listen, folks, we're living in a broken world. We're living in a messed up world today. The birds are going to fly, but listen, they don't have to build a nest in your hair. You take captive. You take captive the thought. And you remove it. What we must know in, in the challenge of worry and anxiety is that the mind is the battlefield. It really is, friends. It's the mind. 
When the adversary of our soul brings anxious thoughts, again, don't allow them to run rampant. Instead, confront them with truth. Take the errant thought captive and remove it. Here's the final action you need to take. Feed your mind the positive. Tell your neighbor, feed on the positive. Go ahead and tell them. What are we going to do? Every day we're going to feed on the positive. Again, just as you choose your diet every day, so you get up in the morning, you determine where you're going to have like ham and eggs or whether you're going to have healthy oatmeal, right? Or maybe it's a banana and peanut butter. I don't know. But you, you get to decide what you're going to have for breakfast, right? And if you go somewhere for lunch, you look at the menu and here's all of these options and you get to choose off of the options like this is what I'm going to have for lunch. And if you're home for dinner, you go to the refrigerator and you figure out, okay, this is what I'm going to have for dinner. My point is this, you choose your diet, right? To a great degree. I mean, we're living in America and we're so blessed. You get to choose your diet. You get to choose what you eat. Listen, in the same way, you get to choose the diet of your mind. Think about that. You get to choose what you feed your mind. Whether it's the negative or whether it's the positive. Listen, if you spend more time watching Fox News than you do engaging God's word and worshiping in the God of truth, then you're going to struggle with anxiety. Yeah, thank you for that amen. I got one. (laughs) Or if you spend more time watching CNN than you do filling your mind with truth that encourages you, you're going to struggle with anxiety. Or if you constantly listen to some of the so-called prophets of our day who are working only for a prophet and constantly stirring fear without giving hope, they're not balancing that with biblical truth, then you're going to be fearful and anxious. Now, let me say, I believe in prophecy. I believe in prophets. I think they have a role and a place today. But I think there's a lot of unbiblical stuff being said today, and it's being prefaced with thus saith the Lord and it's not sourced in the Lord because it's not rooted in his word. That's how you know. You always go back to what God's word says. So we have to be, my point is, I'm not against Fox News. I'm not against CNN. I'm not against prophecy. I'm for those things. But we have to be cautious and aware of what we feed our minds. What's the diet of your mind? That's why Paul directs us to think about or to meditate on what's true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. And again, this this concept of meditation, to meditate merely means to think about something over and over. To take God's truth, to take God's statements, to take God's statements about who you are and the plans he has for you. What are we going to do? We're going to meditate on this. We're going to mull those over and over. We're going to let them simmer in our mind. We're going to reflect on it from different angles until it becomes a part of who we are. And that our thinking then comes out of that. So if we want to live on the positive side and guard our lives from worry and anxiety, then we must be proactive and feed our minds right information. So let's pause here just for a moment for all those watching online. 
for all of those present here. Just think about this last week. Don't think about the last month, the last year. That's too much. Think about this last week. What did you feed your mind this last week? What did you fill your time, your thinking time with? How's that weighing out in your life? So we got to be proactive. Again, oftentimes the reason worry wins in our lives is we're reactive instead of proactive. And I'm going to be proactive in feeding my mind the right information. I'm going to choose to feed my mind the positive so that when worry comes, it doesn't wear me out. I don't have a place for it. I don't give place to it. Because I've chosen to be proactive feed my mind right information. And it happens through the news that I watch. I choose that. It happens through the books that I read. I read a lot of books. It happens through being in the Word every day. It happens as I listen to worship music. I'm not against other forms of music, styles of music. Every once in a while, it might do you good if you would just stop and listen to the lyrics of some of those songs that's feeding into your brain and say, really? Do I want that? Because listen, garbage in, garbage out. Really simple. Put garbage in, what are you going to get? You're opening your life to worry. We've got to be proactive. Proactive in what we feed our minds. Because again, when we went over worry, it, the battle's where? It's in our minds. We're going to feed our minds the positive. And what you think about will determine whether you're filled with faith that energizes or fear that makes you anxious. And again, at the end of the day, God's given us the prescription, right? It's our responsibility to take the prescription and to put it to work. To win over worry. We want to think about what we think about. I'm going to meditate. You know, in the craziness of our stress-filled, anxious world, listen, you can have calm. You don't have to, like your life doesn't have to be full of chaos and chaotic. Listen, you can have calm if you anchor yourself to Jesus and the truth of his word. Is the world crazy? It's crazy. Is there trouble? Oh, there's trouble. Yeah, I'm not saying there's not. But you can have calm in the chaos as you anchor yourself to Jesus and the truth of his word. So when a potentially worrisome situation comes knocking at your door, you find yourself getting anxious, what are we going to do? Right? We're going to come back to Philippians 4, right? What are we going to do? Here's the four things we're going to do. We're going to, let's say them together again. We're going to celebrate God's goodness, right? Secondly, we're going to ask for God's help. Thirdly, we're going to leave our concerns with him. And the fourth thing we're going to do is we're going to meditate on the good things. Friends, never forget that what lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to who lives within us. Let me say that again. May we never forget that what lies behind us, there's some stuff behind us. What lies before us in the future are tiny matters because of who lives within us. This morning, this is how we're going to conclude not only today, but this series that we've been in the past four weeks. 
There's a new song that we want to sing this morning. We want to, the worship team's going to teach you. The title of the song is Honey in the Rock. And it comes from a verse of scripture in Psalm 81, verse 16, that says, but you would be fed with the finest wheat. With honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. That's God speaking to us. With honey from the rock, I want to satisfy you. I, don't, I want to read a couple lines from this song that we're going to be declaring, because this is our... Um, this is a prayer to God this morning, not just a psalm we're going to sing, but this is a petition that we're confidently bringing before the Lord this morning. Listen to the words of this song. There's honey in the rock. There's water in the stone. There's manna on the ground no matter where I go. I don't need to worry. Now that I know everything I need, you got. I don't need to worry. Now that I know, now that I'm confident of this, everything I need, God, you already got. The song references honey and the rock being that of God's provision to satisfy us, right? The song references water in the stone, and this is where God did the impossible. And he literally called water out of a rock for the children of Israel. It speaks of manna on the ground. That was God's provision for the children of Israel 40 years as they traveled through the wilderness. It's in God's faithfulness. Say, I don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. Because all that I need, he's already got. Amen? Would you stand with us? Let's declare this this morning. Then I want to pray over you as we conclude. Always. 
Friends, you don't have to worry. Amen. Amen. God loves you outrageously. He's in your corner. He's on your side. He's more than enough. What I know is he's able. In the midst of the chaos of our world, there's a place of peace, and it's found in him. So Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to place our minds, to fill our minds with right information, with truth. It helps us experience that of God's peace, to live and to walk out that of God's peace in our lives. Possibly you're in a place today, maybe there's a storm happening. I don't know what this last week has brought for you. Maybe it was not a good week. Maybe there was something that came your way. And I would just want to encourage you this morning and pray for you that in that place, God would bring his peace. Is there anyone to say, hey, I'm in a storm, anxiety stirring. Well, I, I pray for individuals online, folks who would be here who are in that place. God, this is what I know. You are the God of peace. And you bring your peace into our lives. So Lord, I pray that today, instead of anxious thoughts running rampant in individuals' minds about what could be, about the what ifs, about whatever it is, Lord, today, that they would Lord, look to you, latch onto you. Lord, we don't have to worry because all that we need, you already got. But may they latch onto that truth. And Lord, in that, may they experience your peace. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. 